KINY Juno. Now from the Alaska Airline Studio, local first news for Juno in all of Southeast Alaska. I'm Jordan Lewis, and these are the stories we're following this hour. Yesterday, Representative Mary Sattler Peltola gave her annual address to the state legislature, and a bill increasing state funding for public schools is on its way to the governor. But first, Yesterday, Representative Mary Sattler Peltola gave her annual address to the Alaska State Legislature. In her speech to the legislature last year, and again this year, Peltola said that Alaska's model of bipartisanship is important to achieving progress on legislative priorities. She used the recent decision by the FTC to sue to block the Kroger-Albertson's merger as an example. Alaska has faced and overcome challenges before. We're a young state. And there is still so much more we can accomplish if we're willing to work together, ignore the lower 48 partisanship, and cultivate a new generation of leadership. I know this because we all stood up to it just over a, the last year. And we've demonstrated this in the last year of working together. There's no better example of this than the news I have to share with you today. Alaska has convinced the Federal Trade Commission to sue to block the Kroger-Albertsons merger. She also spoke to the importance of bipartisanship and the power we have with our balanced delegation. Alaska has gotten more out of the 118th Congress in per capita funding than almost any state. And that isn't an accident. Having a politically balanced delegation means we can talk to anyone from any angle. We can get a meeting with a Republican or a Democratic president. We can work with the majority and the minority. In a Congress as polarized as this one, that is a powerful advantage for a small state with only three members of Congress. Right now, she said Congress is struggling to, quote, keep the train on the tracks, let alone make gains in part because it and the country are divided along partisan lines. The federal government is nearing another shutdown, with 20% of federal activities set to stop on March 2nd, and the remainder due to stop on March 9th because of a lack of congressional action. Peltola is a Democrat and seeking re-election against strong Republican opposition, but she said she works well with Alaska's two U.S. Senators who are Republicans. Peltola said she hopes Alaska state legislators will keep up that bipartisan spirit. Toward the end of her address, she touched on Alaska's issue of out-migration. Too much is riding on federal support to put all of our eggs in one political basket. And that's true for everyone here as well. Many of the giants of the past have, have left us and it's up to us to carry on. While we will always stand on their shoulders, the next rung of the ladder is still a reach. We need new blood and new ideas to get there. That's why I'm proud to announce that this year I'll be convening a summit of Alaskans from all walks of life to focus on the issue of out-migration. All audio for this story was provided by Gavel Alaska. U.S. Senators Dan Sullivan and Lisa Murkowski, as well as Representative Mary Peltola, celebrated the Federal Trade Commission's decision to sue to block the Kroger-Albertson's merger. Senator Murkowski said in a statement, this announcement will come as a relief to countless Alaskans from the potential for even higher grocery prices to long-term store closures. There were just too many unknowns and uncertainties for this merger to move forward. The delegation worked hard to ensure that Alaskans' concerns were understood, with Representative Peltola leading the effort, her direct advocacy with the FTC, and her town halls across the state ensured Alaska's voices were heard in Washington, D.C. 
In a statement by Senator Sullivan, he said, As Senator Murkowski and I wrote in a letter to the FTC last September, the fact that this merger could result in grocery store closures and higher prices in Alaska, a state that already has some of the highest prices for food and basic goods in the country, had many Alaskans very concerned. We demanded that the FTC conduct a rigorous analysis to ensure that Alaskans would not be negatively impacted by this merger. In that analysis, the FTC found that the merger would likely reduce competition and raise prices, putting further strain on working families in our state. And a bill increasing state funding for public schools is on its way to Governor Mike Dunleavy, but the governor issued a statement Monday indicating that he may veto it, and it isn't clear whether the Alaska legislature has enough votes to override a veto. With an 18-to-1 vote on Monday, the Alaska Senate agreed to the State House version of Senate Bill 140, a multi-part bill that would increase public school funding by more than $246 million per year. The House voted 38-to-2 to approve it on Thursday night. The bill is significantly different from a Dunleavy-backed version that lacked the votes to pass. One key missing component, a governor-proposed plan to offer cash bonuses to certified teachers. That idea failed by a single vote in the House. The governor said in a statement he posted online, My initial review of the education bill is that it falls far short of improving outcomes for students. If the governor does veto the bill, the Alaska Constitution instructs legislators to meet in a joint session of the House and Senate within five days to either override or sustain the veto. Votes from 40 of the legislature's 60 members would be needed for an override. Otherwise, the veto stands. Although the combined vote on SB 140 was 56 to 3, some lawmakers who voted in favor of the bill said they would be prepared to sustain a gubernatorial veto, while others said they aren't sure. Senator Shelley Hughes, a Republican of Palmer, said shortly before voting on SB 140 on Monday, the ball is going to be in his court after this vote, as well as saying before her vote that Hughes made it clear if the governor vetoes the bill, she will sustain the veto. Coming up, now that the district reorganization plan has been adopted by the Board of Education, the FY25 budget process can be completed for the Juneau School District. That story, when Local First News continues. Now that a district reorganization plan has been adopted by the Board of Education, the fiscal year 2025 budget process can be completed. There's going to be a special meeting tonight to continue the budget work. This is an informational meeting about the current year, or FY24, and the next school year, FY25 budgets. There are no action items for this meeting, so there will be no votes taken. In addition, as this is a special meeting, there is no opportunity for public testimony on non-action items. The meeting is going to be available on Zoom for the first 500 participants. The Board of Education special meeting, again, will be happening tonight from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at the Juno Douglas High School Library. The Alaska Maritime Education Consortium was designated as a center of excellence by the U.S. Department of Transportation Maritime Administration. The designation recognizes and promotes support to post-secondary maritime training programs that prepare students for careers in the maritime industry. The Alaska Maritime Education Consortium includes six academic institutions. Avtech Seward, or Alaska Vocational Technical Center Seward, includes the University of Alaska Fairbanks, Bristol Bay Campus, Dillingham, the University of Alaska Anchorage Kodiak Campus in Kodiak, the University of Alaska Anchorage Kenai Peninsula College, Kachemak Bay Campus in Homer, the University of Alaska Anchorage Prince William Sound College in Valdez, and the University of Alaska Southeast in Ketchikan. 
The Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development Commissioner-designee Kathy Munoz said, Maritime education and training is important for all of Alaska. I am proud of the work done by Avtech and the university to provide nationally recognized training to Alaskans in this important industry. After a week-long trial, a jury found 46-year-old Kenneth Shaquani Jr. guilty of sexual assault in the third degree. On March 22nd of 2019, Shaquani sexually assaulted a woman as she slept in her home. The woman's roommate walked in on the assault and removed Shaquani from her bed and called the police. The jury heard from four witnesses during the trial, including the victim. The jury deliberated for a full day and returned the verdict of not guilty as to sexual assault in the second degree and guilty as to sexual assault in the third degree. After the verdict, Shaquani was remanded pursuant to statute and is being held without bail pending sentencing. Sentencing is scheduled for June 14th of this year at 9.30 a.m. Shaquani faces 15 to 99 years to serve. This case was investigated by the Juneau Police Department and prosecuted by Assistant District Attorneys Tim McGillicuddy and Roxine Finley of the Juneau District Attorney's Office. AWARE provided valuable victim advocacy throughout the course of the case and the trial with a legal advocate attending the trial each day with the victim and her family. Now you're up to date with local first news. I'm Jordan Lewis.